Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. everybody welcome to another episode of beer fish fanatics this is grandy with my pop fishing we got kit with the fishing kit youtube channel and today we are going out of state we have an out of state uh guest that's joining us uh miss emily grace is uh gracious enough to to join us here and uh, she's going to give us the lowdown on fishing in atlanta area right atlanta georgia is that where you're from yeah like athens area georgia Perfect. There you go. So she's going to give us the lowdown in there, and then she's going to teach Fishing Kit and myself a little bit about kayak fishing, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, so I'm still kind of new to Georgia. I came from California, so I've okay. only been here for about like nine months-ish. Okay. Um, still learning a lot, but um, but yeah. Do you want me to get started like ex talking about Georgia fishing? <laughs> it's up to you. Yeah. No, no I've rhyme. I've never done this before. No, <laughs> you have oh, to guide for, me. Don't even worry. Uh, there's no rhyme or reason, Emily. We we just love to, to have a good time and, and just just drink beer and talk fishing. But a uh, quick shout out though to our sponsor, Kelowna Brewing Company. Uh, I'm actually drinking the Kelowna Light today. And what do you got, Kit? Got the Aloha Iowa from Kelowna Brewing Company. It's there a pineapple am. Belgian style ale. I don't know. It's weird. Iowa. Aloha, Hawaii. I don't know what the uh, connection is there, but it tastes good. <laughs> there, there you go. Cheers. Cheers, man. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> so, but Emily, Emily is um, being good. She's, she's drinking H2O, but she's, she's allergic to alcohol, though. So, sponsored by Aquafina. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, no, we, we wanted to get on because, uh, I, you know, I've seen a lot of your social media and everything from Instagram to TikTok and everything. So, uh, and then obviously you jumping into the, the kayak fishing world and, you know, fishing kit myself right now, we're, we're, we're almost getting our kayaks out. We haven't even got it out yet because it's been so, it's been so stupid windy. Like the weather has yeah. been horrendous for us in Iowa here, like the wind and then rain and then wind. And then it's just, so hopefully where, here. Where do you guys usually fish out of more, uh, out of boats? Do you do shore fishing? What's like your most primary Going hit. <laughs> uh, I do a lot of bank fishing. Um, I used to kayak quite a bit up until this year, but like as Grandy was saying, the weather's been kind of, yeah, windy or rainy. Um, it was cold for most of the spring up until I'd say like two weeks ago. Then we just hit ninety degrees out of nowhere. Yeah, it's also kind of like um, spring. Spring months are usually unpredictable with weather. You know, mm -hmm. you get like hotter days, windier days. Sometimes spring is like easy fishing weather and sometimes it can be very hard because it's unpredictable. Like you'll go out thinking it's going to be a cold day, it's cloudy, then the clouds will go away and it's clear blue skies. So, yeah. you know, it changes really fast. I mean, well, at least out here in Georgia, it seems to do that. So Yeah, um, but 
even when the weather sucks in the spring, the wet the fishing can be really good. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, what part of California you used to live? I'm just curious. I I used to live in like Los Angeles area, the okay. suburbs of LA, like oh. Valley Girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, there... I, I'm apparently known to smack my gum when I eat chew gum. And I, I have to joke around and explain that I'm from California in the Valley. And I didn't realize like that was a, like a cultural thing, <laughs> but yeah, I'll chew my gum. Like I have to remind myself out here in Georgia not to do that. Oh no. But yeah, I'm from uh, like Los Angeles, California, very um, dry weather. Not a lot of, uh, not a lot of trees or, you know, it's concrete jungle. So, yeah. and then we're very limited on like lakes and such. Um, so like out in California, I used to fish kind of near, there's one called Lake Cusitas. I used to fish out a lot. I used to kind of try to keep it private because there wasn't a lot of lakes in California and people were like, where are you fishing at? And I'm like, yeah. you know, uh, but you know, now I'm not in California anymore. Yeah. You know, I'll tell people I fished at Lake Casitas is a big <laughs> lake in Ojai Valley. And it's kind of the only lake that was out there, but um, you know, what's cool about that is you're committed to learn that lake, uh, the ins and outs completely like the, the location of bass and everything you learn like the floor, the, the bottom of the structure of the floor of the lake, you know, all the points, you know, kind of where to start your day when you start fishing out there. So I got really good at that lake. And then, um, yeah. And then George is a little bit more humbling. It's challenging. It's like kind of yeah. different, but yeah. So Los Angeles, California, that's where I lived my whole life, grew up. Yeah. Well, okay. the reason why I asked so, is I, I used to live in NorCal. I, I used to live in the Bay Area. I lived there for like 13 okay. years. Yeah, and I okay. and and I and you know fishing over there to me felt like it it was a struggle because I didn't have a boat. I, yeah. I feel like I feel like out there in California, a lot of the lakes are 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 bigger, and you you need a boat. You need to have the access of a boat because I, yeah, I I'm yeah, pri bigger. primarily a bank fisherman, and bank fishing out there was it was it was tough for sure. It, it is tough because you're so. I mean, you're trying to bring fish to you, and a lot of times you're not able to do that because the fish are just way deep and so if you can't get to the fish and you can't bring them there you're going to go out there and waste your whole day skunking and that is not fun or yeah. you could catch bait fish you know <laughs> but um yeah it, it is hard uh i mean because like farm ponds and stuff there's so there's so much more prominent in you know more of the country setting there's more of those kind of ponds so it's easier to you know bank fish those those kind of ponds because you're able to access more territory mm -hmm. and fish all around it you know um lake casitas is very hard to fish off a bank that's for sure yeah. there used to be a dock i used to fish off of and that's where i i fell in love with fishing um i fell in love with fishing on a dock and i used to bring my trader joe's tackle bag and i used to wear gloves because i was too scared to touch fish <laughs> but it was like a personal challenge i wanted to i wanted to get good at it so i would go every saturday for like uh like eight eight to ten hours Jeez. and i committed that for a year and I got bored of the dock. So I started, you know, cause it's so easy to catch fish, but then I realized I was catching the same fish because there's one, one bass that would swim under the, he would swim under the, um, the dock and he had a blind eye. And I think I caught that fish like three or four times. And I'm like, Hey, this, this, this one looks a little familiar. And so I realized I'm like, you know, these fish are just hanging out here. So it's like, I want to search and find bass. I want to learn like a little bit more about their, characteristics their attitudes like really pinpoint where they really are you know not just where they are habitating because of 
it's easy food for them. So they hang out under the dock, kind of looking out for them in the wild and really finding them. And then, you know, that bite is a lot more rewarding because it's like, I found you. you, you believed my lure. You thought it was a fish and I brought you in. And that's like that. And as we know, like when it comes to fishing, like all of that is a, is a huge reward, you know, and I don't, and not to say like anything about technology, I'd love to learn fishing technology and stuff, but you know, when in doubt and you have no technology, it's always good to, to learn, you know, the bass and what the bass are doing at this certain time of year, time, what pond you're fishing at, or lake you're fishing at and things like that. And I'm still learning that stuff too. Like there's, there's like a, a definite a science that goes down to it. And so anyways, yeah, fishing in California off a dock, slowly got a little bit boring for me. So I would move around and I wouldn't do so good in other areas and it got frustrating. So like you said, you know, bigger lakes in California, it's hard to fish off the shore. So my only option was boat or kayak and I didn't have 70 grand with me. So I just thought I'm going to rent a kayak. So I did that. And I'll, I'll tell you something like fishing off a kayak is like, I, when I tell people never fish off a kayak um, and they only do like boat fishing, it's like, you know, when you go camping in an RV, you're like in nature and it's, it's fun, but you're in an RV, right? And, mm-hmm. and you have all the luxuries and you have all the security of being in an RV, but it's like, it's like camping in a tent. You're a little bit closer to nature. You're a little bit more intimate. You know, you don't have a lot of space. So you're really segregating what's important and keeping it on the kayak. And you're, you know, you're just limited, just like you are camping in a tent kind of thing. And when a fish bites and it pulls you, you're going all over the place. And that's a whole different game. That's so much fun. And like, I'm only like a hundred some pounds. So when a fish, like a big fish bites me and I'm in a light kayak, I will take off. And that is, that is so much fun. So, um, yeah, I recommend kayaking for you guys, you know, and, um, I don't know what the weather's like, but I, I know like early, early in the morning, the wind sometimes isn't coming in yet. So usually when I fish, like wind starts around like 10, nine, 10 o'clock ish, mm-hmm. gets really bad around 11, 12. But like in the early, early morning, it's usually more desolate and quiet. Like that would be like your best time to go out on a kayak and just like, don't even fish. Just go out there and figure like paddle and find the spots you want to try. And then once you get used to the field, then go out with your rods and everything like that. For sure. But um, yeah, it's fun. I love it. Gosh, I'm so, I'm so addicted to it. I'll, I'll see myself like YouTubing so much. <laughs> I learned so much off YouTube. It's funny. It's funny how you were mentioning about the blind fish because this guy says whenever I catch a fish, man, that one must be blind, dude. So I was like, blind, or or it's like wants to commit suicide or something. Yeah, yeah, he always says every time I catch a fish, he's like, man, whatever, dude. That's a blind fish, or yeah, that that he just wanted to commit suicide. I'm like, thanks, man. But I I do like your uh, RV and boat analogy. That like that's like pretty much sums it up. Um, I guess for me, I have been kayak fishing for, I want to say like six years. So I, mean, I have a Hobie now, so that that's probably a, on top of your truck tent, it's a little yeah. bit fancier. <laughs> pop-up. It's a pop-up kit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah, we... <laughs> We both got pedal kayaks, so I would say it's it. They're they're like they're definitely like pop up campers, I guess you could say. Yeah, you guys have pedal. I I haven't I haven't really used the foot pedal kayaks as much. I've I've tried it one time. I went to a. You guys said you had Christine Fisher on your show once. I think mm-hmm. you said. Yep. Um, she had a women's conference in Texas just like a few weeks ago, and I went to that, 
and um, I actually won a Hobie kayak with foot pedals um, in a raffle. I didn't like, I, I couldn't believe it when they drew my number. I was I could, like, I really didn't think I'd win that one, but it was cool. Um, and they let me use it on the lake. And it was, it was really cool because like, that would be a really good way to defeat wind as well. Um, yeah. You know, if, if, if you're not used to using like, you know, regular manual pet, you know, paddles or things like that. Um, so a lot of people prefer that style. It really, I think it really depends on where you're comfortable and what your primary like main source of strength is. Like some people are more leg strength, so they like to foot pedal. And then some people like the feeling of having control in the arms and like paddling. Um, I learned paddling, so I use paddling right now and that's like my main style, but I like the foot pedals too. Um, yep. But yeah, it, it it's uh it's cool it's definitely fishing from a kayak is just it's so much fun yeah and i'm and still learning all about it too like i don't know all of the I, tips I, and tricks i think we we touch us on this on a couple of our, our episodes before we always talk like the the one thing about the pedal kayaks is it's you get hands free so yeah. it's it's i think because he he sold me on it because I, I i've always had a you know, obviously a manual paddle kayak for like six years too. But then last yeah. year, last year I finally, all right, I'll get the pedal kayak. Cause this guy goes, dude, just do it. And then I don't think I could ever go back because at least the body of waters that we fish on to have yeah. that, to have the ability to be hands-free. I think it's just, man, it's just night and day. Um, yeah. If yeah, we I were, think. if we were to fish like the rivers, like river certified, like our buddy yeah. does, I think it'd be a little difficult because then you gotta, I don't think you can really use a pedal on there because more. yeah. Plus yeah. it's, I think there, I think the areas that he fishes, sometimes they're shallower too. So, you know, you can't really have that propeller down or whatnot. I think, know. uh, Hobie has those kick-up fins on some of those kayaks. Um, yeah. like maybe it's like the newer ones, but mm -hmm. I, I heard that they're, they're, they allow you to go a little bit shallower because the fins will hit the bottom and they'll kick up a little bit. So you have that little bit more of a comfort level. It's not like you're crashing into rocks all of a sudden and you, you know, your kayak is bouncing in the water and you're like, Oh, it's a pull my paddle. No, it, it, it's cool that they have that technology now, honestly. And I think that the kayak fishing world is about to grow tremendously. I think in the next five years, at least it's going to grow tremendously. I mean, like boat fishing is, is great, but I know, uh, you know, gas and everything's going up and, you know, just the, the process of getting the boat to the lake is, it is, uh, you know, it's a lot of work and, um, the maintenance on boats and stuff. And like, I've never owned a boat, so I don't really know a lot about the maintenance of boats, but from what I hear, it is a lot of work and you have to be like truly dedicated to it. So if you just want to get out on the water, not be on the shore, but still go out, you know, a kayak is kind of like your happy medium. And I, I know a lot of people that are looking in that direction, even from a boat to just down, you know, downsizing to a kayak for certain things. Um, but yeah, and even on kayaks, you can throw a trolling motor on there and go super fast. I've seen those too. So uh, it really depends on like what your style is, I guess. Um, and I'm, I'm looking to maybe add some more upgrades on my kayaks, maybe even try a trolling motor on mine. Um, right now I'm pretty basic. Like I have, uh, I work with Crescent kayaks. And so, um, I have one that's called like a CK one. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Crescent kayaks. Oh, they're based bit. out here in Georgia. Yeah. And what I like about them is, um, they're, they're extremely light and accessible. So, you know, 
you just pick it out of your, like you can even throw it in your truck bed, just tie it down a couple times and then just take it to the lake and you can really dump it anywhere in the lake. You don't need to be at a dock. You can just dump it anywhere, which is cool. So like if you're fishing a tournament and you kind of already pre-fished and you know where you want to start, you don't need to go to the dock. You can kind of find yourself away, you know, ahead of the game and just dip your kayak in and go. Um, so like, that's one good thing about it. And I also think like a beginner such as myself, it, it's easier to not have a lot of mechanics to, you know, worry about like the maintenance and things like that. But I will say foot pedals, kayaks, definitely a game changer for hands-free because um, yeah, trying that for the first time was definitely a different experience for sure. But yeah. What's the, sorry, bi huh? oh, sorry. What's the biggest fish you caught on your kayak? Um, about, is I think about seven pounds. I have a video of it on my Instagram. I was, I was actually on, it was, um, at Lake Casitas. They have Florida strain bass there. So they're really big. And I was, uh, I was just, you know, I, I was kind of moving my kayak to a different spot, but I had some lures in the water already. I had to drop two drop shots going. And I was just moving my kayak just slightly because I, I felt my kayak drifting and I was in a rental at the time. It was like a Pelican or something. Um, and then my rod bent and I was flipping out because I was already fish on and, and my, my rod bent was going crazy. Like this fish took my bait and he took off. So I was like, oh my gosh. So I was reeling him in and I was actually in the middle of taking the hook out of his mouth and it was about four pounds. And all of a sudden my other rod was like, the tip was literally under the water. And I wish I had a video that had the whole thing, but my rod tip was like pretty much in the water and I was freaking out because I'm like, somebody hold my fish. <laughs> and so thankfully there was a guy next to me and I just said, can you hold my fish real quick? While I was trying to reel in this and he held my fish and I was reeling it in as fast as I could, you know, trying to bring it to the boat. And um, it, I knew it was a monster because my, my boat was moving like crazy. I, I was going this way. I was going that way. The bass would stop and swim down and move out. And my, my kayak was going with it. So I just remember, and it was all on film. It, I was actually doing a TikTok live and um, I was like freaking out. And my audience was like, oh my gosh, she's got another bass. And um, I, I brought it into the boat and I lifted it up like this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a pee pee. <laughs> I clipped it and I was weighing it. And I was like sticking my fist in his mouth, like, oh my gosh, like my, my whole fist is in his mouth. And then I quit, I took a picture of both of them in my kayak. And I'm not kidding you, like this bass made the four pound bass look like bass food. It was like, it could swallow the whole thing full. It was crazy. And it's one of my, I think I have a picture on Instagram of me in this yellow kayak with the two bass. But um, that was so fun. I haven't really gone close to that here in Georgia. A little i think out here i've probably gotten five pounds at most maybe mm. uh, like a far, farm pond bass but um you know i haven't i haven't gotten my that's it bass yet so well, hopefully well, so I, I was gonna say if you i mean i'm not trying to take anything away from your pb bass but <laughs> have, do you target catfish at all um i actually um, I've never really gone catfishing. I caught a catfish once on accident when I was uh, hybrid fishing. And I was like, wow, this is the laziest hybrid. I was bringing in this like little catfish. 
um, but that was the only time I ever caught a catfish. Never really gone catfishing before. I mean, I've, I've gone once, but never successfully gone. But um, why do so, you recommend it? So I'm, I'm big into catfishing. And my favorite way to target catfish is in the kayak. Um, Interesting. Trolling baits for them. So I'm drifting in the wind or I'm actually pedaling if there's no wind because uh, they will smoke a rod. And when you're talking about your rods bent over in the water and your kayak is being pulled all over, you can pretty much get that all day with every single catfish you catch. I mean, granted, yeah. if you're if you're catching, you know, five, ten, you could go up to 20, 30, 40, 50 pound catfish. I think I think Georgia has some pretty big catfish, probably bigger they than do. Iowa. I don't know about like how big Iowa's catfish are, but I, I've heard, you know, the locals talk about catfishing out here and there's some big ones. Um, how do they fight? Do they fight pretty it, aggressively? Um, go ahead. Blue <laughs> cats, blue cats will, I'd say when it comes to them hitting your rod, they probably hit the hardest and they also grow the biggest. So yeah, just, just from them being 20, 30, 40 plus no, pounds or whatever. I, I don't like know a lot about catfish, so um, be gentle with me. But <laughs> do you guys know Hannah Barron? Hannah Barron, she's like the catfish. Yep. She noodles. She noodles. Is that blue catfish she's catching? Uh, I think it's mostly flatheads. 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 Yeah. flatheads. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Those aren't in Iowa, are they? Uh, we do have we do have flatheads. We have channel cats, which I'd say pound for pound, channel cats probably fight the hardest, but they yeah. don't get the biggest. See, I think I caught the channel catfish. I think that's what somebody told me it was. I really don't know a lot about catfish. So I, I think this part of the, you know, this part is interesting because I'm, I'm learning a little bit more about that. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to get pulled around in the kayak, that is the fish to target and you have potential to catch. Um, what do you, um, what do you usually like? How would you rig up something for catfishing in a kayak? So in a kayak, um, I like to use the Santee Cooper rig. It's basically you got your main line and you got a sinker that's on the bottom and there's a float on your leader. And then after the float, there's a hook. So basically you're dragging the weight on the bottom, but that float is holding up your, let's say circle hook with a piece of yeah. cut with a piece of cut bait. And you're dragging that on the bottom. And most people think, you know, catfish lazy, whatever you just throw it out, throw out a line and just wait for two, three hours. But this method is you're going to be targeting active fish. So fish that are moving around looking for stuff to eat. And yeah. in the kayak, if you're drifting or whatever, or paddling the kayak, once once that fish hits, you just feel it before you even realize there's a fish there because your kayak just starts turning and you just <laughs> hear stuff shaking because your rod's just going crazy. That sounds so. like so much fun. I'll have to try that. Um, can I ask you a little bit about that rig? Because it sounds like a it sounds like a drop shot to me a little bit. Because I I like the drop shot where you have the weight on the bottom, you have like a uh, you have your hook that sticks out, and then you have like a worm. That's your profile, so it sits um, straight up. Is that what it's kind of like? Actually, it's a little bit different because the weight is uh, in line compared to the drop shot. So with the drop shot, you got your leader, yeah, at the bottom, and then it goes up to your hook, which is kind of like dangling off to the side. And then you'll have it attached to your main line or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So with the Santee Cooper rig, you're it's like a Carolina rig, pretty much. Do you know what a Carolina rig is? Yeah, I do. Okay, so so with the Carol, it's basically a Carolina rig, but there's a float in between your hook and uh, 
your swivel or whatever. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and that, yeah, that, that is the rig to use if you're in the kayak. Well, uh -oh. sorry. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> um, no, you. Yeah, the reason why you have the float is you don't want your bait dragging in the mud or whatever. So the float's purpose is to hold it up. That way the fish comes up and grabs it. I wish I could see what it looks like. Yeah, Santee Cooper. I think it's named after a lake in South Carolina. Mm -hmm. I'll have to look that up. Yeah, I'd like to try learning other species too. Like um, another you one. Might, you might stop bass fishing after that. Oh, oh I don't you know. Never know. <laughs> yes, yes, you will. <laughs> and this is the thing I believe. I'm telling you should check out uh, Fishing Kids Channel. Uh, I mean, this guy he 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 teaches me and he tells me he gives me some great pointers in regards to um, catfishing and everything. His yeah. YouTube channel. I mean, he's. Dude, you've been killing it on the catfish this year, at least just on the banks alone. But if you see his last year, I think last year you probably had one of your best catfishing kayak season ever, I think, right? I was I kayak say. fishing like every yeah. weekend pretty much last from spring to fall. And then this year I haven't gone once yet. It's kind of kind <laughs> of a bummer. about that too. Like what are the seasons for catfishing primarily? Like what, what's your hot times to go out and catfish and how do you how do you locate them? Are they kind of all in the same area when you're fishing? Do you look for different spots? Um, I'd say there is no season, not for channel cats anyway, because mm -hmm. with the flatheads, they kind of, I don't think hibernate. I don't think they hibernate. I don't think that's the word for it, but for channel cats, I catch them all year. lethargic or something during different seasons? Um, the flatheads, I think, the, I think the actual term is brewmate, where they just like mm -hmm. kind of shut down and then they don't eat. They just sit in one spot until the temps get up to a certain certain uh excuse me until the water gets up to a certain temp yeah. but with with the channel cats i'll catch them all year january to december that's yeah, cool we, we catch them through the ice here yeah through the ice <laughs> oh yeah you guys get ice out there huh ice yeah. fishing see you know? you're gonna cool. have to come visit us we'll, we'll we'll introduce you to some different types of fishing for sure because uh this guy yeah we we catch them through the ice cat fishing and then um that's I don't... cool ice fishing yeah that's that definitely on the bucket list ice fishing and bow fishing are the two things i'd like to try bow fishing for like carp or, or gar would be cool all right if you do the, if you do make a trip out here because our buddy that he's going to go on a trip with us this weekend because we, we have a trip that we're taking uh to go fishing here and he's mm -hmm. he's probably one of he he's the only guy that I know that is really really good at bow fishing. Um, he'll he'll definitely be able to take you out and, and get you on some of those. But yeah, I mean this guy right here for sure. He he really has gotten me at least. I wouldn't say I'm uh, I'm a beginner. I'm probably novice now, maybe at catfishing now. Uh, so he's helped me quite a bit just to really because you know even those little tidbits like he was you know explaining yeah. of of keeping that bait above like he was saying all the mud and the stuff to get those active mm -hmm. catfish. I mean you don't really think about because when I used to catfish, I just whatever cut bait, just throw it. It's on the ground. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Kind of what I've, I've tried in the past. I mean I I min minuscule. My my boyfriend um, he's a Georgian Georgian native. And he, um, of course, catfishing, he's done that. So he teaches me a lot about fish. In fact, funny story, he's he's one of the reasons why I really got into fishing and everything. He's, you know, always kind of pushed me and stuff, you know, out here in Georgia, trying to motivate me and stuff to keep learning and things like that. So catfishing was one thing that he did try to take me to one time. And I'm like, man, catfish, I'm, I've never really heard of catching these things. How do you do it? And um, he, he showed me like cut bait and, um, 
not that <laughs> like I think the first time I ever seen Cafe, I was like, oh no, not the poor fish are cutting the <laughs> You know, that's the that's the Disney princess loving Bambi movie watching side of me. <laughs> it's like, oh poor thing. <laughs> um yeah, it, it's a little bit like um catfish, I think, are they more into smells or something? Because I've noticed a lot of the baits are very like stinky. Yeah, it's, it's more smells, but smells, um, yeah. I think there's a, kind of a misconception that the stinkier, the better. For me, yeah. I think the fresher, the better. Like I'd rather use, uh, let's say I catch, I don't know what what's legal in Georgia or not, but in Iowa we catch a bluegill or a crappie, cut it up, use it as bait. If 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 we harvested the fish legally, yeah. But I'd rather use that versus I know some people on on facebook and stuff oh you gotta take shrimp throw garlic powder leave it out in the sun for a week yeah stuff i've seen like they have like dip stuff like the smelly dipping garlicky whatever you you dip your baits in it and it's very pungent or something i've seen those youtube videos here and there um and i follow so i'm on tiktok too and i I do follow some uh, catfishers as well but um yeah it'd be definitely really cool to kind of try a different species out because you know, when you kind of, you, you'll never really learn everything in fishing. I mean, it, let's be honest, it's so broad. You talk to more people, the more you realize you don't know. But uh, catching different species of fish is always fun because you can kind of master, you know, catching. You're just, these are all tools under your belt. And, um, okay, I got to say, there's also something fascinating about just learning, you know, these kind of skills as well. It's, they're almost like survival skills. Like, I try to explain that to people. Like, this is this is like human nature in play. You know, we're, we're designed to survive, you know, if we don't have technology and and we're going through an apocalypse or something, we're (laughs) we're down to fishing. Right. And so who are those people coming to? They're coming to us. So if you can learn how to catch different species of fish and get good at kind of generally understanding different attitudes and like how to rig them, I think well-rounded fishing is good super funny you say that because you know my kids and my wife well not my kids my wife goes dude you suck <laughs> so we, my wife says we have to adopt kit because he's the only one who will be able to feed my family because <laughs> because my wife like dude you can't catch shit man because <laughs> sometimes i go out there i can't get shit and they can't feed the kids and she's like all right go call kit man what is he doing <laughs> i'm like yeah see like I'm lucky. My boyfriend, he's the survival guy. Like he does hunting, fishing. He's the Georgia boy native. Like I'm very glad I have him at least because he's very smart at those things. But I think that's a very attractive trait just in human nature. You know, it's at the end of the day, I grew up in the city. I grew up Los Angeles. You know, I was the only one really in Los Angeles wearing camo for fun. (laughs) Ever think camo would make you stand out? Yeah, it's in California it does. And, um, you know, it, it surprises me now, like coming out here in Georgia and just everyone having those basic, like almost basic survival skills of just knowing nature, respecting nature, and also harvesting the fruits of nature, you know, like uh, catching fish and eating it and mm-hmm. going deer hunting and harvesting venison. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And it's, um, I, I almost feel like it, there's an empowering, you know, a, a very empowering almost a spiritual feeling of being a human in your own element you know For sure. and that's it's really refreshing and i think that's part of the reason why i love fishing just as a as like a soul healer um and like i won't get into detail but i've been through some pretty significant trials in my life you know in the past uh, last year and um you know I, i'm also a nurse and then COVID hit 
California, it was really hard because you're the first state to get shut down. Mm. And so, you know, you're going through a lot of, uh, you know, emotional stress and um, you kind of need to, you kind of need to like, I don't know if anyone's ever been there, but I know everyone's been there at some point in time, but you kind of need some sort of a hope, you know, when everything seems kind of like it's falling apart, you need something to look into to make you, you feel happy and complete and fulfilled, you know, whatever that may be. And um, when I looked at the rod for the first time and said, I want to get good at this, I meant it. I want to learn it. And that was my challenge. And when I went to the lake for the first time and I saw the water and I saw the sunrise over the lake and I was alone, but I was completely at peace. And it was the first time in a long time where I felt like it really didn't matter what was going on out there. Mm-hmm. Just here, I got George Strait on. He's like, <laughs> my music choice. George Strait on. I got a big thing of beef jerky and I'm alone on this dock watching the sunset or the sunrise. And I really don't think there's anything that has ever made me feel so alive in my life. I'll be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I do it for me. I think it gives back to me. It's, and then that's a whole different level. Like when people are like, oh, I can never catch a fish. I hate fishing. I'm like <laughs> looking at it all wrong. There's so much more to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a very deeper level, like that is what really like instilled that deep passion of appreciation and respect for the sport. And like, I'll be honest, being like a female angler um, in the fishing world, like I want to carry myself like respectfully to my audience because, you know, um, you know, I just, I want to be respectful about the sport and I want to show them what the sport has done for me. And it's kind of a male dominant sport. And so, you know, uh, when you see a woman doing it, I know a lot of people are kind of like looking, what is she going to do next? And I want to just, I want to be, I want to be myself. I want to show them what it means to me, but Mm -hmm. you know, respectfully, I want people of all ages to be able to watch my channel and children look at me and go, Hey dad, I want to go fishing. Take me fishing like that. You know? And I've had people reach out to me on like uh TikTok, um, like older, cause I play a lot of old music on my pages with my fishing videos. And they say like, I have a, a feeling of nostalgia when I watch these videos because it makes me remember times I went with my dad or my grandfather. We used to listen to Hank Williams on the lake, you know, or we used to listen to Merle, Merle Haggard or something. And, you know, it's older country and things like that. And, um, I think that part gives back and I've only met good people in the fishing community. Thank goodness. I mean, I've really just been so blessed to be in this community with people that are so I, I'd say fishing community hands down is the most patient community you can meet with people. Mm-hmm. If you are able to sit in a lake for 10 hours and not catch a fish and still have fun, you are a patient soul, my friend. And I've noticed that the fishing community is incredibly patient. You know, they're, they want to give back and teach and learn and stuff. And like, that's, that's one of the fulfilling things about fishing. I mean, am I right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. I, I can respect that for sure. No, I, I look, I have four daughters. They're nine and under and I take my kids fishing all the time. I, ask this guy. I, I, I take them even though I'm not that great at it, but they love it. My two oldest love it. You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. they love ice fishing like no other. It's crazy. So no, I can definitely respect that. And then when you say George Strait, I was like, holy shit. I, because I was playing your TikTok the other day, and then my wife's like, what are you listening to? Because I am big into country. I love Garth Brooks. I'm huge. I love George. I love Tracy Lawrence. I love the old school cats in regards to country music. So I can definitely understand in regards to playing a little bit of George Strait for sure. Um, so it's kind of cool to have to have that, you know. And then 
the aspect of having you as a female, that's what I was actually really wanted to ask you too, is that how has that been? Because I, you know, you have a pretty good following in regards to TikTok, Instagram and everything. Um, how has, how has that been in regards of you, you being a female? Cause there's, there's different types of you. Cause we, we've had some several females on our, our podcast and everything and just really kind of picking their brains, just kind of see where they come from. And it helps me so I can, Honestly, you know, how do I take my kids out fishing better and, you know, teach them better and stuff and, and, and really introduce them to the sport? I'd say like as a female, um, I mean, this doesn't go to say for all female anglers, everyone's different. Everyone has their own style and everyone's a different person. But for me, I, I try to keep my, my stuff incredibly family friendly, clean and respectable, um, and, and wholesome. Like, I want to, I want to bring back like the old fashioned attributes of, um, you know, just down, down to earth, fun, loving person who happens to be a female who loves fishing. Mm-hmm. And, um, I want to kind of change, like, you know, just cause you're a girl, you know, doesn't mean you can't do a sport that's a male dominant sport and doesn't mean you, you, you like, don't use that as, um, something to. I don't know, like be proud of or try to stand out more, like be humble about it. I just happen to be a girl who loves to fish and um, I want to be a role model for girls one day. I know Christine Fisher is a huge role model to me. I look up to her. I think twice about the things I post. I'll be honest, the music I post behind my videos, the the even sometimes the clothes I wear on in my pictures, I'll think twice about it. I'll think, who do I really appreciate? Christine Fisher, can I see her doing that? maybe maybe not you know and if I'm thinking or second guessing I know if it's out there it's out there that's the internet and you have to always think twice about what you post what you say everything has to be at least something you can be okay with five to ten years later that if ever comes up you won't regret ever putting it out there or saying it and so I always think about that when I put my content out and um, I have accountability so I do have people that keep me uh, accountable for that because my motto is um I have a particular uh, dress code for myself when I put myself out there catching fish, and that's that's my uh, com- my my comfort level of being out on the internet doing what I do in a male dominant sport. And uh, my boyfriend helps me keep that accountable. I'll ask him before I post something, you know, what do you think about this? And I- I'll be honest, like I grew up in a very sheltered home. I grew up very con- conservative and sheltered and stuff. And so I I sometimes miss like some of the, the like the um, subliminal you know, some of the things that may mean like something else. And so I'll be like, oh, this is a good song. And he'll be like, do you know what that means? And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I think, you know, I, I'm glad I have that accountability. And I think, uh, you know, just being um, conscientious about what you're putting out there and not just putting out there emotionally. Um, and, you know, if I'm not in a good place, like if I'm having, you know, a bad day, or if I'm not in a good place mentally, I'm not going to go on the internet and post things, you know, because you, you have to also remember, um, you have to be proud of what you put out there. You have to be, you know, no, nothing, uh, emotional or be, um, respectful. And, um, sorry, dog. But, um, I mean, that's, that's for me. And I know everyone else, every other woman has their own style and there's no judgment there or anything like that. Um, But particularly for me and what I would like to put out there on this platform is I want to show, I guess, the fishing community that I can tuck my braid away and I can fish just as good as anyone else out there. 
And being a girl isn't a card for me. I'm not saying, look at me, I have hair, I'm a girl. It's, it's just, I happen to be a girl and I love to fish. And I just want to show other women out there, you know, you don't have to just be into fashion. You don't have to just be into this, you know, just because society tells you to like that and society tells you to look like this. I mean, put on a dirty pair of jeans and a baggy shirt and jump out on the lake and do that or do something you love, do something you've always kind of thought about doing and you didn't really do it because no one else wanted to do it with you. Do what you want to do and try to be great at it. And um, one thing I heard somebody say recently is follow your dreams, chase your dreams, follow your passion and the right people will follow you. doesn't mm -hmm. even matter. As long as you're doing that and you're happy, the right people will follow you. And that's kind of been my motto on Instagram. In fact, I thought about deleting some of my embarrassing pictures in the past. Like my very first picture on Instagram is me holding a bass with gloves and my Trader Joe's tackle bag and my duct tape rod in the background. My very first picture on Instagram. Don't believe me, you can scroll back to it. And then um, I have another picture where I didn't know when I fished in a kayak that um, it's not etiquette to have a fish on a strainer if you're not planning on taking it and eating it. I didn't know that. Nobody taught me that. I'm self-taught. So I didn't know that etiquette. So posting a picture online, I got a lot of grief for it. I got, I had someone like say bad words to me in a message once about it. Like I couldn't believe like some people are very emotional online, but mm. I thought about deleting the picture, but I want to keep it on there because uh, I want to be real. Um, I've evolved. I've learned and everyone else is going to learn too. I just had to learn and I put it out there and this is me learning from it. And you know. this this is the reason why we um, I mean at least I enjoy this podcast. You would never have been able to get that out because a lot of people would go look at your social media, whatever you post, and they'd yeah. be like, "What the hell is she doing?" But they didn't understand that number one, you just started fishing and probably didn't know any better. And like no. you just said, you just evolved, and that's why I love the that's why I love the the podcast platform is that you get we people get an opportunity to really you know tell them what you went through like hey i, I learned I, I had no idea and you're right yeah. social media can have some cruel people um oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's 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 a little rough i i get yeah. that but be transparent about it be transparent mm -hmm. about your challenges and what you've accomplished because somebody might be intimidated to try something because they feel like everyone's just great at it mm -hmm. but i can go back and say look at my instagram i was afraid to touch a fish when i first started this thing and you know now mm -hmm. i love it and it doesn't matter where you start and how you start. And even if you start alone, you're learning on YouTube, like me. I didn't have a, my dad to go take me fishing. You know, my dad wasn't into fishing. Mm -hmm. My grandfather, um, so I'm half Korean. My grand, my Korean grandfather, I call him my Korean grandfather. He, he's a big fisherman. He was a big fisherman in Korea, but I never really went fishing with him growing up. And I remember watching a lot of pictures of him and videos and stuff. And I thought, I always thought growing up, that would be so fun to do one day. And, um, you know, I had an opportunity to do it, but, um, yeah, I think that's one thing about social media is, um, transparency and honesty about your imperfections and mistakes and owning it. Um, that's huge. I wish more people were like less filtered about that kind of stuff because I think people would be a little bit more real about who they are and what their struggles are and can maybe even come tighter as a community because, you know, that's, that's how you build character. That's who you are. You know, and that's how you learn. And I don't want anyone to ever look at me and go, she just has it all. <laughs> you know, I, I always tell people whenever people ask me anything, I want them to know straight up. I'm still learning. I don't know all the answers. 
Um, but this is my take on certain things. And I like to hear things from other people as well. Um, and so far the community of fishing, like that's, that's kind of people I, I hear most from the same kind of responses about everything is people yeah. kind of own the fact that you can never really learn it all. I think the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know and opens doors for more questions and more research and things like that. So. No, I'm, I'm, I'm with you because, um, I never had that too. So I get grief once in a while from this guy or just some of my friends because not once in a while because like, dude, you should know better. But the thing was like, I'm with you. I, I never had my father never long story short, but he never was able to really go fishing. So I never really got into fishing. I never had anybody take me fishing until I just went myself. And then, yeah. you know, when I was probably in like high school or college when I really went fishing, you know, and I and then I never really jumped into it and, and, and really honed in on trying to get better at it till probably the last eight, nine, maybe 10 years ago then. And then, like I said, I wanted to start this podcast. Like I kind of I kind of tricked him in like, you know, it'll, it'll be fun. Dude. We'll, we'll just, you know, whatever. But my real end game when I wanted to do this podcast was be able to get people on that can teach me to get better at fishing. And we started this podcast what, a little bit over two years ago. And I shit mm -hmm. you not, if you go back and look at all our guests that we have, I mean, we've had some phenomenal guests that are beyond so, I mean, in the fishing world, they have so much knowledge that I've gained so much from doing this podcast. And that's why yeah, I enjoy it so awesome. much. Yeah. yeah. And and that's why I do it. And I, I enjoy it so much. And then I always do some something stupid. Every time we do, a, you know, when we go fishing, I always do something stupid or I ask a stupid question. He's just like, dude, come on. But <laughs> You know, I, 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 I try to tell, I go, I, I don't know any better. So I'm going to ask the stupid question. So I do this podcast for, for those who, like you were just saying, who are getting to fishing or who don't want to ask that specific question because they're em, em, embarrassed to do it. I'll do yeah. it. I don't give a shit. I really do. Yeah. I, and he knows. He goes, I'll, I don't care. I, I have enough confidence in myself that people are going to whatever, dude. But I guarantee I may have helped somebody that didn't want to ask that question because they're embarrassed too. Amen to that. Yeah. So, and Amen that's why. You know, that, that, I love that attitude and transparency because um, uh, a lot of people do feel that way. I feel like when I first started and I know a lot of people who are looking into starting because they send me little messages on Instagram, like they'll send me on TikTok. And I, I, I wish I was better at responding at some of them because I, I do get mm -hmm. sometimes I do get a little overwhelmed with a lot of them. But um, like looking at some of the uh, questions that they ask, it almost seems like the way they front it versus you know, I don't really know a lot about it. And I, I'm, I'm, you know, I just noticed this and this and this, and I'm just trying to learn, like, um, I'm trying to think of what something somebody asked me once. I think somebody tried to ask me what fluorocarbon was. And then somebody asked me once what the difference between a bait caster and a spinning rod was. Mm -hmm. And like, I guess it, it, it is easy to, um, you know, like Google it and things like that. But there's certain things that it's hard to kind of research on your own. And you kind of want to hear it from somebody else, like not just mm -hmm. something basic, like what's the difference between something and something. You know, um, something I'm trying to learn is like searching for bass and searching for bass when there's structure, points, depth, pressure, high pressure lakes, a lot of different types of uh, rain and, and weather changes like on the spot. Where are the bass those spawn? Where are they? How do you find them? You know, where are you throwing? Are they are they really, really deep? Are they shallow? Are they mid? Are they swimming? Are they aggressive? Are they not? You know, it's like and um, I think. 
yeah, asking asking those questions even for people or even admitting that you didn't know something and making a video about what you've learned is helpful for people too. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I just posted a video on TikTok about co-angling because I wanted to learn about co-angling. I'm thinking about expanding my horizons, networking, and just kind of going out there and learning new styles because I've never had that. I've never had somebody go, give me these pointers and teach me how to fish. I, I want that. I want somebody to go with me and show me how to do it. And I think in a professional way, again, because, you know, being a woman, like, I just want to do things in more a lo- little bit more of a professional setting. I don't want to be alone with a, a stranger man like I want to I want to have somebody in a professional <laughs> setting you know teaching me how to fish because I'll, I'll be honest here like you asked me earlier about what it's like being a, a female in fishing there's a lot of disrespectful people on there and I do sometimes and that's why I'm kind of bad at the messages too it's like I do have to filter out some of the you know the ones that are not so um kind or like yeah. uh, you know, not so appropriate and so um that you know that's unfortunate but that's going to happen but, and that's another reason why you just have to think twice about what you put out there is, you know, um, but yeah, so that, and I, I also feel a little bit more nervous to ask questions just cause I, sometimes I feel like I'm going to get judged because mm. whenever I tell somebody like, uh, like when I was at Academy once uh, looking for like, uh, I was looking for a, a rod and reel combo, but I was looking for a particular speed in my reel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was looking for like a seven, four, seven, four, one ratio, real, like a medium heavy rod, just kind of like your standard. And the guy came up to me and was like, are you lost? Yeah. I was like, I know I look lost, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, he's like, what are you looking for a Zebco? And I'm like, actually oh, I'm looking for a medium heavy fast action tip with a seven, four, one ratio reel. Is there something you have like that? And he's like, what? <laughs> and he's like, I can show you what's up, around. I'm like, nah, it's okay. <laughs> well, he didn't uh, even know what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, you oh. know, it's, um, especially when I lived in LA and I was in the fishing aisle, um, I think sometimes they're like, what are you doing here? <laughs> um, but yeah, you, you will get that some- just again. But I, I'm not trying to impress the community. I'm not trying to prove to anyone that I am you know, somebody who is in the fishing community at the end of the day, you know, I'm secure in knowing that they're going to think that, and I just need to know where my rods are. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> you know? he, he prejudged you and you know, that's, and, you know, that's just the way it goes. Like you said, it, it is what it is, but like you said though, I, man, but immediately, um, you know, when, when they realize that you are just somebody who loves fishing and yeah. a responsible, like, it becomes like a very, oh, wow, let's tell me, like, how did you even get into it? I didn't even know. And, you know, and then it becomes actually a beautiful thing because then you get to talk about it with somebody. But, um, yeah, I, I had a couple encounters, but you're going to have that anywhere. That's the thing. Very true. It doesn't really matter. And that, that does drive me nuts, though. When Okay, so I see a lot of people do posts, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, whatever the case may be. So they make fun of, you know, people who are fishing who probably don't know what they're doing here and there. Yeah. I mean, instead of doing that, why don't you just go in there and help them out? You know, maybe like you just said, they're just learning, you know. Mm-hmm. But that's the thing about social media. Like people want to show off that they can make fun of somebody. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, yeah. It, it really true, though. People because they'll probably get more views and they're like, yeah, I'm making fun of them. I'm like, dude, just go help him. Like maybe he doesn't yeah. know that this is how you're supposed to tie that specific knot or, or this is how you cast a certain way. I asked what a shaky head was when I first started fishing and I got yeah. into my TikTok and I never heard of a shaky head before. I've never fished with it. No one around me has ever, I've never seen a YouTube video of it. And mm-hmm. so some guy was talking about shaky head 
And then he actually posted a video tutorial to me about how to tie on a shaky head. So I made a reaction video to it because I thought that was really cool. And so I bought the, the stuff and I did the tutorial with him in my response video. Mm. And I was like, thanks for the tip. And uh, I, I deleted the video um, because I was actually, I almost deleted my TikTok because, you know, I just kind of, yeah, I, I'm glad I did it, but I, I just deleted a, like a bunch of my videos. I wish I didn't delete that one, but um, it was a really cool video. And the comments I got on that video was awesome. I had a lot of, Mocha up. I had a lot of people saying, wow, it's so cool that, you know, people are helping each other, you know, in a video and it's cool to see people come together on, you know, TikTok to do that. Mm -hmm. um, that kind of response is, is cool to see on social media because we have the ability to reach out to people and teach and uh, be that support. I mean, you know, somebody who doesn't live around people that do fish, you know, your only reliance is online, you know, people that is your community, is your fishing fam. Um, TikTok people, they call it fish talk, hashtag fish talk. Mm. It's fishing mm. TikTok. And, and like, there's a small community of people that is growing tremendously, but it almost seems like we all follow the same people. Mm. And I, the same people in all the different videos and the comments and things like that, which is cool. And that's what I love about the community online is we can build that. We can build that social media platform of uh, camaraderie, you know? All right. So um, I have a bunch of shaky hits. Can you repost that? Because I don't exactly know how to tie a shaky. Cause... I have to find it if it's right. stored somewhere in my other phone or something. I, I have some shaky jig hits. I know. I'm so disappointed about yeah. that one. I deleted I, that. I have no idea on how to tie that because we, okay, so this is the thing. We, we're not huge into bass. I mean, yeah. this guy, I mean, we're big into hybrid striped bass. We saw, we saw you be catching some hybrid striped. That's, that's, yeah. see? hybrids are fun. Yeah. I saw the picture. That's awesome. They're yeah. fun to catch. <laughs> yeah. They're probably my favorite fish to target. Uh, well, at least in Iowa, because uh, Iowa's kind of like, we have a little bit of everything. But we're also close enough to everywhere else where they just have like everything just gets bigger or there's like <laughs> a certain species that is, you know, three, four hours away that we don't have. But anyways, I'm kind of going off on a tangent. No, I love Iowa. it. I love it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I saw that you you were catching some hybrids in some of your uh, Instagram videos. Um, so what? Yeah. how do you feel about the hybrids? Um, well, I actually, I've never really gone independently hybrid fishing. I actually was on a guide and it was a birthday gift my boyfriend gave me because I've always wanted to catch a striper or a hybrid. Um, and I don't know anything about catching them. And I know some people say trawling is really good to catch them. Um, but I really wanted to learn. And I think one of the best ways to learn and in a very safe environment to ask questions because you're you're paying so you're obligated to learn as much as you can in, the, in this time is to do a guided tour and i i almost believe if you want to be good at anything fishing and you don't want to do like co-angling or something guided tours so i did um my boyfriend he surprised me for my birthday um in march and we went i think in april because they're trying to find a day to go and um this guy he he did use like live bait but he did kind of explain what he also actually can't really remember too much exactly but i do remember him saying trolling certain things for catching them is really good but we were kind of in the river area oops sorry um but it was fun and i realized the funnest i guess place to catch these hybrid were in the shallow waters 
So we were catching them deep. And then he said, if you want a different fight, let's go shallow and let's look for them. And so we, we did, and they fought so much differently in the shallow. I don't know what your experience is, but in the deep, they, they can only go straight down. So they go down, your rod goes down, but you know, unless you're pulling them up, there's really nowhere they can go because you're right on top of them. But if you're shallow, they can go left, they can go right, they can pull you down a little bit more. They, they feel like they can try to get stuck in like structure and stuff. So the fight is actually so much more fun. So um, the rest of the time, I'm like, let's just stay shallow. I mean, I know we can catch them in the deep. It's actually easier, seem like, to catch them in deep. But in shallow, it's a little bit more so confined because they're under structure. They're kind of moving around, chasing bait fish and whatnot have you. Um, but, yeah, that was my experience. And I had a blast. We caught, I think, like 30 of them. Wow. We were like crazy. And almost like immediately, you're putting your rod in the water. They bite and you have that fun fight and we had a few rods in the water so some of them were going off at the same time so we're like i got that one you get that one you get that one over there you know let's bring them in ready fish on <laughs> and um it was fun it was a lot of fun i want to do that again but i want to do the night one they have a nighttime guided tour for that and i want to ask a little bit more questions on how we can catch them and you know where to look for them at that time and uh, my boyfriend he does have kids i thought it'd be fun for him to bring his kids too because there's nothing like watching kids fish. I've seen them fish. It it touches my heart seeing the excitement they have uh, when they're reeling in a fish. The patience part is hard, <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm sure. But um, the excitement, you almost like live vicariously through them. It's like, it's, it's like life is so amazing. <laughs> and I love that. So we want to try to maybe take his kids fishing and stuff. Um, but I had a blast. I'd love to get into that one as well. And on a kayak, I can't even imagine what that would be like on a kayak. You know, like those giant hybrids. That'd be fun. Yeah, I've uh, I haven't caught too many in the kayak, but man, um, it doesn't matter where I catch it. on the kayak, deep water, shallow water, on the river. Doesn't matter where I'm at. Using actually, we kind of have a running <laughs> gag. Uh, on our on our podcast and on my YouTube channel, we call it the secret bait for hybrid striped bass or wipers. Do you think you could guess what that secret bait is? Um, is it is it shad or like? No. Oh, I mean shad works. Yeah, yeah. I don't know yeah. what is it? shad is. Well, shad is their you know natural forage in most most uh, fisheries, but. Uh, mm-hmm going to be um, we might bleep this out later because we yeah. kind of want to keep it going but <laughs> really listening now uh, night crawlers believe it or not no way yeah See? i don't think there's anything that wouldn't bite a night crawler yeah but normally you know when you think of these hybrid bass you know they're like chasing down baits uh, i don't know if you ever seen them schooled up busting busting bait fish on top yes like, i have yeah, so that's normally what people think of when they think of these hybrid striped bass. But mm-hmm. dragging a crawler on the bottom is surprisingly effective. That's cool. That's really cool. I, I have to try that one too, nightcrawler. Yeah. The I- problem with nightcrawlers is, like you said, you can catch anything. So if something else gets to it before that wiper does, you yeah. might have a lot of bycatch. But for some reason, um, they just, once they get tuned in to that nightcrawler bite, uh, one day I had I had three three tubs of worms. Ran out mm-hmm. of worms because they were biting that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and he introduced me to that. I think it was last year That's on, cool. the, and we were on the yak. Yeah. 
So yeah. we're, we're on the kayak and he's just like, all right. He told me bring like just bring a bunch of worms. Just bring a bunch of worms. I'm like, all right, whatever, man. But we went and kid you not. And kidging on on the kayak. I'm like, what the awesome. hell? That was oh my gosh, I have a question. Do you guys eat them? You guys ever Ooh. try cooking them up? Yes. I know people that do. Okay. And I thought they're pretty good. I've never tried it. So this is the thing, because um, I mean, we, we I'm pretty sure we have listeners and, and, and viewers who, who like, no, let them go and grow. I hey, love you guys. I get that, guys. But yeah. but yes, if you can eat certain certain ones and they are good. And the only thing I, I mean, I wouldn't say the only thing, but I would highly recommend eating them fresh. Never freezer them. Don't ever put them in the freezer. They don't, though. In my opinion, yeah, they don't they don't taste nearly as good when it's fresh. And then obviously, depending on how you want to cook them, I I for for wipers or hybrid tribe bass, I never fillet, I never fillet them and eat. Yeah, I never fillet and I never eat them like deep fat fried. Interesting. It's weird. I eat them baked, and I usually have it uh, the traditional way that we do is like with herbs and stuff, and we bake it. And that's the way I eat or grill it, whatever case yeah. you want to be. But yeah, I never fillet because it, to me, it's crappies and bluegills are made for that, and 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 even catfish or walleyes can you can do that. But to me, yeah. a hybrid striped bass, I never eat filleted and fried. It's just what's the texture like? Is it kind of fluffy and and is it kind of light like white meat? You ever have white bass? Mm mm. I'm trying to think of what I could compare it to. Well, I, actually, yes, I have had white bass. Yes. It's, it's like yeah, a it's... white, flu- yeah, it's like white and fluffy, and it's not very fishy, right? Um, it doesn't taste like... It, as long as you eat fresh, I mean, and then yeah. cut, the, cut the... I mean, I think uh, fish kids pretty good at this, but uh, bleed them. If you, ble- if you catch them, if you're not going to eat it, bleed them out, and that helps tremendously in regards to the yeah. taste. And then... Yeah. Uh, I'll just say they're they are no walleye, they are no crappie, they are no bluegill. Agreed. So for me, I throw most of mine back, uh, yeah. just because I just want to see them grow big because yeah. I want to catch them big. <laughs> I'll never forget the first time I filleted a bluegill. I, I I was curious. Um, I it was actually one of the I think it was the first fish I caught. The first fish I ever caught was a bluegill. And I told myself if I catch, I'm gonna eat it, the first one. And um, nice. I remember going to the lake and I was watching a YouTube video. And I had my fillet knife. I don't even know if I was doing it right. I had about that much fillet, <laughs> and it was not very good. <laughs> well, think of it this way. Thin, so I must have not done something with. I, I mean, I definitely didn't do something right. But don't don't worry <laughs> about that. This this guy right here, he posted yeah. a video of of, and he was trying to teach. Or I wouldn't even say teach. He he posted a video of how, on TikTok of how to fillet a walleye. Okay, now. Granted, he knows how to fillet a walleye. Granted, he was doing it slowly, so in case people who don't know how to fillet a walleye, you know, they can learn. And he was just yeah. instructing on how to do it and just being nice about it. Mm-hmm. Holy shit! Did the freaking <laughs> he got beat up on his TikTok? Like, why are you so slow, dude? You should have done it this way. Why didn't you do it this way? It was insane. The comments. I'm like, wow. if if you would have actually watch the video he's just trying to you know show people how to do it, how he does it and talk yeah. through it and then in case anybody like i was just saying that doesn't know this is how you, you know do it's it. hard to rewind a video on youtube when you got bloody gutty fingers <laughs> been there done that so i appreciate slow tutorials on these things so a lot of times people are doing it as you're watching it mm-hmm. so if you're like this is what it looks like i can't remember what video i watched but he was going fast and yeah 
bloody gutty fingers. I was touching my phone trying to go backwards. What do you say? See, and and that's a it's, it's really true though. That's that's the one thing that you know I, I appreciate him when he posted. I was like, dude, it was awesome. It was a good video. I was like, yeah. he he was just flaying the wall. What what was so bad about yeah. it? But holy cow, huh? God. It was good comments. I want to watch that video now. <laughs> You don't want to look at the comments. Uh, people will be people. It doesn't matter. We we love TikTok, but it's TikToxic. He calls it TikTok. Yeah, I call it TikToxic because yeah. man, it's so easy to just spew you know some pretty nasty things on there and our people because it's easy to hide from it. No one can really keep you accountable on what you say when you have a hidden profile and no profile picture and your username is username five four three two one or something. You know? Yeah, I mean, I like it doesn't really get to me. I don't. To be honest, I don't give a shit, but I think it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, I don't. I'm not trying to build yeah. an audience on TikTok, anyways. Uh, but man, it's just crazy. I think it's just because that video. I guess it kind of blew up because I on haven't. TikTok, you said. Yeah, it's okay, got like I haven't checked recently, but it had like half a million views or something. Um, cool. Yeah, people were go. The people were rough on me. <laughs> people are people. I'm telling you. That's cool. Um, I my phone is probably about to die. It keeps popping up. Okay. I'll make sure. Nope. I'll probably wrap up on my end. I'm sorry. No, no, no worries. We've been on for a little bit over now. I'm on three percent right now because it starts kind of slowing down. All right, Kit. You got anything else for her uh, for Emily before we? we, I'm sorry. Cut out. No worries. No worries. Um. So, if our audience wants to reach out to you or you know just want to learn more about you, where can they do that? Um, I would say definitely I have a link tree I attach on my Instagram and on my TikTok. Um, I would say emails kind of my favorite way of responding. I, I, I will be honest, like on Instagram, I do get a lot of like spam messages. I don't know if you have that problem, but I get some weird spams on there and it's hard to filter like who's real and who's not. And, and when you get a bunch of them and it's a lot of spam and it's a lot of inappropriate people, you know, it's, it's hard to go in and filter everything. And I, maybe there's something I can learn about filtering those stuff. But I, I say the serious people who want to reach out to me usually go on my email and that's in my link tree. Okay. Um, I don't really check messages on TikTok. I don't message really anyone on TikTok. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty professional on, on, you know, my personal messaging, I guess, you know, I'll, I'll, if somebody has a question, I'll answer it and things like that. But, I don't really go too much back and forth unless it's something serious and they want to reach out and I'll know they want to reach out if it's in an email because it's a little bit more uh, different platform, you know, for sure. For sure. And then, yeah, so, I'll, I'll put, I'll put uh, all Emily's links in regards to Instagram and her TikTok here on the notes and everything. So no huge. Uh, thank you for just joining us, having fun, uh, just talking a little bit of fishing, giving us a little bit down on the, the Georgia and California fishing. So that's kind of cool of you, Emily. Appreciate the time and everything. So, uh, but other than that, you got to make a trip. Hopefully you get a trip to make it to the Midwest. Let us know. We will take you out, whether shore fishing, whether kayak fishing, you let us or ice, ice fishing. fishing. Let us that know. Awesome. I'd we'll, love to do ice fishing. That's our, on my for sure. There you go. Our our offer always for all of our guests. If you guys ever want to swing by and you know have a good time on the ice, um, you, you definitely will with us. I guarantee that. So awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I'm sorry I had to cut it short. I just keep getting these little pop-ups. That's why I kept blacking out, was it kept saying like <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. It, I don't know if no it's worries. active, but my phone battery is so bad. So it kept <laughs> saying like 10%, 20%, 20%, 10%, and then now it's like flashing and it's getting slow. I don't want to just all of a sudden disappear on the screen. So <laughs> All good, all good. No worries at all. I learned that, guys. Uh, to all our listeners, go get this guy up to 2,000 subs on his YouTube. Uh, get Fishing Kid up there. Go check us out. Make sure you guys share the uh, the podcast episode. Let everybody check out the the greatest underground fishing podcast out there. So just to give a heads up, beer fish fanatics, guys. But other than that, guys, appreciate everybody listening. Till next time. Thank you. Have a good night.